right, guys, here we go on another Thursday. Thank you guys for uh, making us part of your day and part hey. of your evening. And if you're catching us on the replay, thank you for uh, listening to us on your, your way home or whatever you might be doing at that time. But we always appreciate you guys. This is Small Talk joined by Badfish and Chris. Guys, it's been a few weeks since we've all been together. Yeah, man. Happy to be back. I did a little traveling mm -hmm. uh, when we did our last episode, so I'm going to report some of that. And uh, it was to action figure related, so we'll be talking about that a little later. That's awesome, man. What about you, Badfish? How's it been? Been good. Uh, busy couple of weeks uh, with Halloween and all that stuff. So, yeah, yeah uh, getting ready for the winter. So, trying to prep the backyard and all that stuff i still haven't finished that so <laughs> you know guys um it's been a hell of a week for me it's been crazy crazy busy for me at the school but i do have a real i did have a really good weekend prior it was um i took my first day off from the school year to go to my son's uh field trip they went to this cool place called Divine Acres. It's like a big Christmas tree place. And they have all these like um, like activities for them. They did like paint the pumpkin and stuff like that. And uh, Wholesome. petting zoo and all that kind of stuff, right? I said, normally I would worry about my class that's that's going on at the school. I said, I'm not doing it this time. This is about this is about him. My wife took off too. And um, and it was just so nice. And then the best part of it is that same week probably i think thursday so the day before we decided that we were gonna get a dog from our from one of our teachers right and my son had no clue and the cool thing was is that it was only about another 30 minutes away or no maybe like another 15 minutes away from where we actually were at the field trip so we took him home from there went to the house and the lady's husband met us out there and and he was so surprised when we actually brought the dog into the into the uh, the truck with us and man just instantly our fam our family has felt more full you know so it's really something to be thankful for for us and uh it's not like we were missing anything but it just enhanced our family that much right off the bat and uh tomorrow mm -hmm. will be the the one week mark of us having this this Dang. puppy and I'll, I'll show you some pictures here in a minute but um guys we got a great show for you guys we're gonna talk a little bit about FOMO today Chris and his Cincinnati toy show experience we That's got right. a big announcement for the next show for our Thanksgiving special and then we got some hot or not and then some black series on the way but first uh let's check in with the chat we got toy mafia that guy vintage rebellion Mark P and caffeinated comics fan. Hey guys, thank you again for hey. uh, joining us this evening. Um, so new pickups, I actually got quite a bit. So, um, my wife actually found the Bride of Frankenstein, the NECA, the NECA line at, um, <clears throat> sorry about that, uh, at target, which our target has been pretty wiped lately. And, this is one of the only figures I was missing from that line. So I, I got to pick her up and it's kind of a cool figure. Not as much as uh, like Frankenstein had, or even the mummy, the mummy didn't have too, too much, but I also bought the uh, separate uh, accessories kit for that. So are and you, are you, 
Are you going pretty much full black and white on this line? Or are you sort of half and half? I'm going full black and white. I had I had some of the color uh, figures, and I didn't I didn't uh, it didn't match because I I had the black and white Frankenstein. I had the black and white. Uh, who was it? Uh, well, Wolfman it's true. It's stuff. truer to the original media, I suppose. Yeah. And yeah. the the boxes are so much cooler. Just like the uh, the art that they put into it with the uh, like the movie posters, like the the OG movie posters and stuff like that. So I think I'm only missing Phantom of the Opera, at least right now for everything that's out. So I'll be on the lookout for him. And at the same time, here's oh here's some of her her accessories. Uh, this is a really interesting way that that the the head sculpts peg in. So it's not like you you don't pop the head off. It's actually a plug that goes into the top of the the torso. So I there's no pretty cool. There's no ball joint like right under the neck then. No, there is. Okay, you that's can... so interesting. Interesting, they didn't just make it there. Yeah, yeah. It's over the clavicle. Yeah. And no, then... I, I was noticed that in the pic. Yeah, I could see. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I got Lexington from the Gargoyles, uh, one of more of my, of my uh, anticipated Gargoyles that I've been wanting for a while, and then uh, came with a little bit. Um, they got yeah, a. They got a Dragon Ball Z chest on that guy. Look at that. That's crazy. Yeah, right. It's all sunken in in the in the belly area, and he's all puffed out on the top. And then uh, here he is with the rest of the collection. So I'm, I think I'm only missing Brooklyn. I think it is of the ones that are currently out. And I'm not going to worry about the human figures or the yeah uh, the suits or anything like that. I just want the the main gargoyles. Good call. And then uh, I didn't even know they had human ones out. Well, they just released like uh, Zan Xanatos, the like the villain guy, and then the uh, detective. I can't remember her name. Right. Jonathan Frakes is Zan Xanatos. They, we just call him Jonathan Frakes, Sean. That's you know he's <laughs> he's Riker. Yeah. And then so a little bit of controversy with this figure. So I've been wanting, I've been wanting the um, Iron Spider from In Game ever since it came out. I had the original pre order. And my location just never got allocated. So I I lost the pre-order. No word. They were like, we're still waiting on it. They we're still waiting on it. They pushed it back like three months. And then they pushed it back another four months. It turned out to be about a year. Never got it. Well, this guy on a local group of ours had it. And he was trying to sell a whole bunch of stuff for cheap. And he goes, I'm looking for the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man from SH Figuarts. Right. And he goes, and I said, I have it and he's going to be my FOMO story. So I'll, I'll get to that later. But he goes, would you be interested in trading for this figure plus eight other figures? And I was like, okay. And I was in selling mode cause I was going to sell the rest of them and I was going to make more than my money off of the, uh, then I did spending money on the spy other Spider-Man. Right. Nice. Well, he shows me everything that comes with. It's all loose. I think I have a nope. I don't have a picture of it, but, um, and I go, do you have the gauntlet? He goes, he goes, no, this is just how I got it. I was like, okay. So I go pick it up. I get all the other figures and I'm counting up the money. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be good on this. You know? So he got my Spider-Man and I got this one plus a bunch of other figures. And the next day the guy comes out on the same group and says, I'm trying to sell this Iron Man. 
well, the Iron Man had the gauntlet that comes with this guy. I go, man, can I get that gauntlet? I mean, that's part of this figure. He goes, no, I'm trying to sell it with this group. Well, just yesterday he messaged me. He goes, man, I was trying to sell it with this Iron Man, but it's not selling. So you could have it if you want it. You could have the gauntlet if you want it. I'm like, you motherfucker. So I'm going to go pick up this gauntlet, <laughs> this, uh, this gauntlet this weekend. Nice. And uh, he might spend 20 bucks on one of my figures, one of my Red Ranger. And uh, I'm like, yeah, you're going to spend money on my stuff. <laughs> but, scared um, you. Yeah. Um, finally got to finish my in-game display. So there it is. They're all there. Most of it's uh, Legends. There's quite a few SH figure arts in here. But this is like my perfect in-game display. So nice. I finally got to finish that. It's been like four years in the making, three years in the making what, and stuff. But here is this puppy. This is Lola. God, this dog has made such an impact on our family already. She's the cutest thing ever. Um, working on potty training. We thought she was going to be great, right? The first two days, she's going outside. She's letting us know that she's got to go potty. And then day three hits. Here... Here's an accident here. Here's some shit there. Here's an accident there. And we're just like, dog, we wake up at like two o'clock in the morning and four o'clock in the morning to take you out at night. You don't want to go. And then we wake up and there's a turd, <laughs> but it's been, uh, it's been really great and a lot of fun so far. So again, a really great addition to the family. The miracle but, uh, of life. Hey, you know, it's, it's our <laughs> first dog together. My wife and I, uh, have uh, been married for 10 years now. That happened last week. And we uh, we had a great uh, great dinner without the boys and stuff. And, and there you go. And this dog comes around and it's just like so much greatness. So it feels good. Were, were they asking for a puppy? No, but I kind of have for several years. And she's like, no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. This and that. And we got to think about this and this. And like these boys need to learn how to grow up with a dog and stuff and this one just kind of fell into our laps we were going to make it a christmas gift and and find the right one and it the right one just came a little early so but um my my we we begged my parents for a dog and my dad lied that he was allergic (laughs) (laughs) that's great you found out like 10 years later that it was a lie i love it it's like santa great yeah, man, this is this is one of my new pickups. Now, you know, I always I'm always praising the Jazzwares World of Halo line that is dying a slow death and makes me sad. This is, you know, this is basically one of the quasi vehicles that's been out. I feel like this has been out for a couple of years and I've been procrastinating on picking it up. This is the the uh banished shade turret, which you know the design has vaguely been in Halo since Halo 3, I think. But uh you know I was really impressed. It was like $22 Canadian, which for our American listeners, no figure costs $22 Canadian anymore. Like barely a TVC figure costs $22. And this is like a considerably large piece here. And it came with a figure and a weapon and uh you know it's a cool design. It's got sort of the the uh the elect the electronic sort of shield pieces there i got it lit up with some red light in front so like those there's not paint details of red on the front like that but uh i'm really happy with it it looks real cool and uh i think the only vehicle i'm missing from this line is the gun goose and i got the regular mongoose and it feels a bit redundant but 
if they're done with vehicles, I'll probably get that too. But uh, I'm pretty happy to have this. I like how it looks. And I, just, I think I just put a close-up in there Say, just so you guys look, yeah. can appreciate the detail. You know what that reminds me of is um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 with um, with those... Uh, what the the lady who ends up making uh adam warlock right and all their people are are in these turrets and stuff and they're shooting and it's like a video game for them but they're actually like flying real ships and stuff this is cool yeah man it's a fun piece and then i i bit the bullet on the uh the i is this also uh jazzwares i don't <laughs> i don't know micro galaxy squadron uh at at and uh you know this i saw it on sale 20 bucks off couldn't resist took this fun shot of it stomping the snow speeder and you know i you know there's the little i I think we need to do an episode on toy photography someday because like i really had fun with this man like i missed it so it looked like you see you see the little out of focus droplets in the foreground on the on the ground there look it kind of looks like snow so you got the, the fake snow layer on in post and then you got it crushing the snow speeder. And I love how you can just see a little bit of light coming through the windshield on the snow speeder there. And, uh, you know, this is this ADAT's great. It's actually in reasonable scale with the snow speeder. You can see the tiny little Luke uh, swinging up there. He, he, they, the uh, ADAT comes with a Luke Skywalker with a lightsaber out, which I think is the only minifigure in this line that has a saber like extended. So that's pretty cool. But, uh, you know, this thing is beautiful. And uh, here's a close-up. So you can just see, you know, the, the the detail on this line for the size of it is really incredible. That, that snow speeder is only two and a half inches long. And some people would say that's plenty. This whole, <laughs> this whole line is so tempting, man. Um, geez, it's... it's it's so hard not to to buy some of these things man the, the interior in particular i wish i would have i saw it like i messaged you man it was 20 bucks off at walmart but it's, it still came to like 65 dollars or something for Damn. that ad ad but like canadian Damn. but like yeah because i think it's retail price is like over 80 dollars canadian but uh but uh you know like the interior has like two stories like it's exactly like that sort of 90s cross-section book like there's a there's a a speeder bike inside that's painted white. Like I should have done a shot that showed the interior because it has like a launching crane for the speeder bike and two floors and a bunch of chairs. And even the cockpit has three. It has like general veers and an add at driver inside. Like it's pretty impressive. You know, um, the photography that you did on this like completely brings me back to the uh, to the scene in the movie. And I'm like, that's what sold me. I had it in my hands uh last weekend and i was like do i want this do i want this money's there everything's great i was like you know what i have to wait you gotta have have the snow speeder too though you get like oh man it makes such a now i have listen i already had that snow speeder like stored away in a box and i'm like i can't shoot this thing without the snow speeder like i gotta dig it out it's just such a it's just such a fun fun line yeah man it's cool and it's just you know you've like even the big vintage collection ad at like you never get a sense of the scale as accurate as this like you see that little luke there like mm-hmm. that's pretty close to how big he should be compared to this thing you know, like and no other toy line has really captured that quite as accurately so it's it's really cool to see so you said 
you said that the the eyes do light up, right? Yeah, there's actually so the the chin guns there that are like there's little LEDs in those, and I think the screen where I I photoshopped some red in there because that's canonically what it looks like, and of course I made the Hoth battle scene at night because you can have more fun dynamic lighting when you got a dark background, but uh, you know it does have it does have some light and sound features I think, but I couldn't. I think I chucked the instructions and I couldn't even find where you put the batteries in, but like, uh, I, I'm sure, I'm sure it's cool. It's just like, it doesn't even need it. Does the, like the chin turrets, do those like move at all? They don't move, but like the vintage one moves and it's crazy. But, uh, the, there's LEDs on the end of both those guns, which is like, oh, I almost would, I almost wish they, I, I, yeah, like I haven't seen it, but I knew it right away. Cause like they're slightly, Here's how you know. Here's how much of a degenerate nerd I am. I saw those chin guns, and I'm like, those are oversized. But it's because there's a wire and an LED in them. Yeah, you know? like they, they, they are a little <laughs> yeah. big. Yeah. But it's so but they do yeah. look good. Yeah. So of all the the micro squadrons that we've covered so far, rank your top three. You know, uh, I don't. I don't think the Falcon's very good. If the Falcon's nice from the exterior, but I don't. I don't think the interior was like. A knockout it's a little bit weird the way the ramp comes down and all that it's and it, it really feels like it's lacking internal paint details because the inside of the falcons just gray and has the same wash that the outside has on it they could have pushed that a little farther i would have paid 20 bucks more for it but uh you know i think the i haven't picked up the slave one because the only one i've ever seen in canada is the django fat version and that's heresy you got to get the regular like empire strikes back version but i think that would be close but uh i think my favorite is definitely this ad at and a close second is the republic gunship like the standard episode two version yeah i i've i saw those um the course the battle course hunt ones and i just remember that that battle at the beginning how there's you know the imperial ships blowing up and then the republic ships blowing up yeah that's great stuff and I was like, man, just playing. I remember playing the video game and playing that level where like you're running into everything. You have to dodge it. So yeah. many good memories. He's probably talking about you're probably talking about Battlefront, too. But uh, yeah. And then just one yeah, last thing on this. One last thing on this, guys. You know, if you're taking mm -hmm. pictures of something that you want it to look big, get your camera right to the table level. Because like, you know, if you go back one mm -hmm. for me, this ad at feels menacing because my camera is right level with the table there and it gives you that sort of ground level perspective and it makes it look big that's awesome man uh badfish did you get anything cool uh nothing for me uh i have to actually return something um i guess i'll quickly mention this i got one of these things and i i've been kind of holding off on grabbing one i forget what other ones was tempting I, it might have been the I, they made a bunch of them but maybe it was jaws but i got the jurassic park one of these and it doesn't oh, work nice. what <laughs> doesn't work yeah so like i, I don't replaced... know what that is also we have audio these? listeners seamus like come on so this is the <laughs> mini this is the mini tv uh uh what are they called? Tiny TV classics. So there's like a friends one. And depending what era you, what era of movie you buy or mm -hmm. whatever, it comes with a different style of TV. So this is like the cathode. Actually, you can see on the back here. I'm going to make me big. 
Sorry. Nice. Uh, yeah, sorry. So you can see, like, there's an ultra-retro TV, the retro one, like, and there's different decades that they cover. This and is like a 2003 TV right here. This is <laughs> the last the last few uh, CRTs. <laughs> yeah, so this is the Jurassic Park one. But the thing doesn't work. I changed the batteries out, all that stuff, just not working. So no luck with this one, unfortunately. So I'm going to return it. Uh, there's a few cool ones. There's a Jaws one. There's Back to the Future. Um, trying to think, but they do a bunch of them. But yeah, I, unfortunately. Okay, guys. So... FOMO comes in a lot of different forms for everyone, right? I think most commonly for us, it's are you going to ever see this figure or collectible again or at at least at a decent price, right? You might see it, but then the price is just outrageous. So my, my most recent FOMO purchase was the uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man from... Uh, from uh, No Way Home. And I was like, you know what? I loved his movies and I think it looks great. And to have a representation of that would be really cool. I don't want to miss out. I feel like this is going to be big because everybody was all hype about all the Spider-Mans, right? So I ended up making the pre-order. Forget about the pre-order. It comes out of the account and I get it. Cool. Got this new figure. After I got it all set up and in the swinging pose I wanted that like reminded me from... Uh, like the first movie and stuff like that. It, uh, I just look at it and I'm like, man, I could have lived without that. And it, it worked out because I ended up making that trade for the other Spider-Man that I actually wanted, although probably not as good. Um, but it's still something I could have lived without, but I was afraid that I would miss out on it. And Chris, you were saying at Cincinnati Toy Show, you ran into a situation where you had FOMO. So what, oh. what was that? Well, I, I it actually wasn't at Cincinnati Toy Show, but I definitely made a obscene FOMO purchase in the last week. And, you know, it was I was watching the main show and uh, shout out to those guys for their like overly pessimistic opinion of the uh, Mondo uh, one sixth McCready, mm -hmm. but uh, you know, it's like it's 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 just you know like as I love to say like what a time to be alive. You're getting a beautiful one sixth McCready from the thing, and it's got a one. It's got it's open pre order for a week for this deluxe edition that comes with hideous monsters, and it's you think about it and it's like this is definitely like if I had to list my top ten films, this is the thing is in there. John Carpenter's the thing, absolutely in there. And this this pre-order is open for a week. I have extreme fear of missing out, and I ordered it. And uh, you know, the, it, I, I guess uh, some of the guys on the main show weren't crazy about the head sculpt. They think Mondo's not quite there yet as far as photorealistic one-sixth figures. But uh, you know, like sure, Thrawn from Ahsoka looks better. It's Thrawn from Ahsoka compared to Kurt Russell and the Thing. And uh, I'm not missing out on that. So uh, I ordered it. And uh, I, I I don't regret it yet. Definitely like a more almost uh, not comic style. Like it's almost like more animated style sculpt that they're going for. I still think I it looks know. good. 
but it's just not as photorealistic. But yeah, I, but I like, mean, I still think yeah. it suits the figure. I hear and what I, you're saying. The close-up is still good. I think it's a consequence of the fact that like that guy has like a ton of hair and a giant beard, and it's like I don't know how Hot Toys would handle something like that. But uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you don't see a lot of that stuff where there's this massive protruding sculpted beard. But uh, you know, it, it. I think it's a decent attempt, and the monsters look awesome. And uh, at the end of the day, though, like you know, nothing from Ahsoka was memorable enough for me to like spend three hundred dollars on. So like that's really what it comes down to for me. But yeah, that is. It's interesting to. I I haven't. You know, I haven't. Uh, it's crazier than Haslab. They're like you can pre-order it for one week. That really motivates action. I've never bought a single Mondo thing in my life. And I was like, yep, 300 bucks Canadian or whatever it was. You know, I'll probably see it in a year. I don't even know when it comes out. Dang, 300 bucks. And that, that's kind of like where, pricey, where I yeah. get stuck. I get stuck on that stuff because it's like, you know, oh, this is going to be released in November 2024. And I'm like, yeah, we're just barely in November 2023. You know, like I might be alive. I'll probably be alive, but I don't know. <laughs> I can't say for certain. I'm going to try really hard. <laughs> exactly. What about you? What about you, Badfish? What's been your experience with FOMO? I mean, geez. Uh, I used to pre-order like tons of Black Series thinking, and I mean, rightly so, knowing I wasn't going to be able to find them elsewhere. But man, just the amount of stuff coming out and all that, it's like you have to then... I think everyone kind of goes through that series of, uh, of, uh, I think a lot of people who, if you get into collecting or any sort of collecting thing, you kind of go through that mode of buying a bunch of stuff that you're not really thinking about. And especially when, with the way they release the, with the way they release some stuff, it's just a constant release schedule. At least Hasbro was really big on that they slowed down a bit more now with yeah. like wave after wave but yeah it used to be yeah you'd want to pre-order them because you might not find them in store and if you did find them in store it's you might find only half of them or something like that or i don't know it's it's a bit of it's a bit of a um i don't know if it's a word is catch 22 but there's there's definitely things i've regretted like some of the biggest things i've regretted like hot toys wise would be like count dooku and that's just because there were multiple other things I grabbed at the time that I was interested in, like, um, but the reason I think of that is because I have a bunch of prequel stuff I would want to go with it. Um, and then, like, Del the Deluxe Emperor with Throne is another one that's yeah. just, I it was kind of sitting on the site. It was one of those ones that sat on the site, and Dooku was kind of a quick one to sell, but um, I was like, oh, I'll get it, oh, I'll get it, and then other things took prior other things took priority and then one day it's waitlisted and you miss it so it's like there's a lot yeah. of that though i um uh, when i first started working for the comic shop i had a fomo on the thanos on throne statue by such by sideshow like i was just getting into like a bigger form of collecting i was ready to make a first big uh, purchase and stuff i was like i told my wife babe come on let me get this she says it's thirteen hundred dollars no and and that was just one of those things because like as i started meeting you guys and others from cw and through all the connections and things like that 
I was like, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. There it is again. There it is again. There it is again. <laughs> and that I haven't bought a statue probably in probably about a year now, like a, a real, like decent size one. But that one is always on deck as if I ever, if I ever will myself to save enough money for it and not spend it on other stuff, I will have it one day. Yeah, um, there's always that danger as well, like because those two that I yeah. mentioned are like more, way more money now, and you you can Eddie has um a good level head about this. He kind of just doesn't care if he if he pays a little bit more. And there's a few people who are like that. Yeah. But going back, yes, going back sucks, and I try to try to avoid it for certain things. But in a way, there's certain things you kind of have to just be ready to accept. I might just yeah. have to go back for this. That's a good perspective because if you're really thinking critically about the stuff that's worthy of being in your collection, the stuff you actually care about, it's cheaper to pay three times retail for something that came out like five years ago than it is to buy four stuff that was announced this year that you're not that passionate about and you're probably going to yeah. move on anyways. So if you're being real selective, like you're not going to spend more doing that. But, uh, that might be a, an interesting show topic too, though, because I kind of feel the same way. I'm like, you know, everyone's looking for a good deal and they should, you know, you want the best value for your money and stuff. But at the end of the day, I'm like, we're collectors and some of us are high end collectors. And if you're a high end collector and this is your chance to get something you want, then I really don't think the money part is the issue. Yeah, I, nowadays as well, it's like, I don't know, the collecting hobby is kind of in this, like, state of, um, it's like up and down, it's been so up and down since COVID, and I think it's kind of in this, this uh, point of, we don't really know what's going to happen, and a lot of the times you can find deals on stuff, and, and I think think you will see certain things because there's been that cutback on a lot of production Man. some of these things will be harder to find or might might gain value but i do think there is still so much available when it comes to choice a lot of the time when you get something in the secondhand market you're not gonna pay too much over retail anymore like maybe you used to in the past statues might be a different story mm -hmm. but i feel like other than almost all black series for example and if you don't know about this site action figure 411 it works for black series gi joe marvel legends tmnt neca they have tons of stuff on there there's yeah. tvc you can price see the price history and it's pretty accurate don't get me wrong there's some a little off but you can use that and you can see almost and i would say it's the same but for almost every black series it spikes for that first month or two right after it comes out where everyone yeah. has had that FOMO to get it and either want it quickly. But even when it's widely available, it always has that peak. Now, there are some rarities, but generally it's a lot of them just kind of either go back to retail or just above retail. Yeah, so it's I like feel like, crazy. you know, like I'm not an avid Black Series collector. I could probably tell you like two out of the top three. Like I know that, you know, uh, there was like one year they did different packaging for like the first week 
or for like the first shipment of a wave and it was like a white box where it was like first release of the original like mandalorian figure from season one Mm -hmm. i feel like that might have hit 200 bucks i don't know if it's still there but like that's also a figure that if you just want it loose it came out in three four different boxes that are probably 30 dollars. so there's nothing too crazy for for most of that uh hasbro one 112 stuff i think i got my mando when i was when i was thinking about jumping on the whole just like the mandalorian train right i think i got my mando for for pretty close to retail but the one i spent a lot of money on was the uh, carbonized version of it and then i was like well do i need the carbonized version or do i just want like one decent representation of it carbonized yeah i mean that's a carbonized is hilarious i don't don't even know if they still do it no and the other one was the pre vizsla that's the other one i was waiting on i think i paid a decent amount for that one too like 80 bucks 60 bucks something like that i said they did a carbonized like six months ago and i don't think mm-hmm. i've seen one since what was it the was most more recent, recent than i thought yeah I mean, i'll check on yeah i don't know I, the only i think the only one i have is like the the when they reissued the 2013 boba fett for the 10th time as carbonized i picked up a couple of those just because i figured somebody would want them later for over retail but they weren't yeah. that exciting to me so i don't know it was even more recent. I should have realized they carbonized the Ahsoka ones in back in September. The Ahsoka HK and Ahsoka Tano. Oh, really? Okay. It was like a two pack, I guess. Yeah. The purge trooper and the Ned droid from the big yellow guy. That oh, was in, yeah. And then they carbonized some retros. Too. The so Ned droid. I think the coolest part of that entire line was the credit, you know? The little credit piece that you got with it those are different those are separate yeah that's not that's exactly yeah those don't have those metallic credit series yeah yeah but uh you know paint jobs right is what it was yeah Even you're right sean you're right sean but if you like those man at galaxy's edge they got metal versions of those credits bro they're only 30 bucks <laughs> hey, for a four pack way cooler get, get the yeah. uh get the real feel right yeah exactly oh man that's one of my favorite things that i got there the republic credits and it gives you four denominations of who knows what good stuff nice yeah that's definitely uh, better yeah we did have equan and action figure academy uh join us guys thank you for spending your time with us uh guys tis the season tis the season the cw uh figure awards is on the horizon uh, you can start casting your votes now. Check out the uh, Collective Weekly Auxiliary for the for the uh, the links, and I think we're about to drop it here in a second too. But you get to vote yeah, on most uh, most improved, best overall, best under thirty five, best one twelfth, uh, best non traditional, um, best third party, best portrait, best uh, one six, and I don't Bigger know what this one. Figure of their duh, um, <laughs> guys. Do you have anything that you would that you've nominated already, or something hmm. that you think should be nominated? Just if you had to pick anything. Yeah, I mean, I already voted because I'm a, uh, a reasonable, acceptable, uh, diligent CW listener. <laughs> so, um, but you know, I, I'll and go out. I'll, I'll, there you go. I'll expose my vote right now, man. For best one twelfth, I put in there the, uh, the the new 
Hasbro Black Series Star Killer from the Force. I knew Unleashed. it was coming. <laughs> I love that thing, man. He's beautiful. He's got, you know, he's got he's got blood all over his arms. He comes with three head sculpts. I don't care. I threw the two stormtroopers in the garbage. Just joking, but I f- kind of feel like I might as well. <laughs> and like, but just the start, just for the Star Killer and the, all the accessories he has and the three heads. I was like, and also, you know, because it takes me back to a time when star Wars was good before Disney, just for those reasons, like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I had to, I had to put that in there. I'm loving it. And he's coming and they did announce the, uh, standard release for like your standard black series retail price, but it's not going to have those two extra heads. What about you, Batfish? Uh, I haven't uh, been able to go through, uh, the nominations yet, but I have some, 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 uh, front runners for, for a few ideas so but yeah there's there's a lot of good stuff released again this year kind of so it's mm-hmm. when you look back at the year there's there's a lot more than you think about uh especially going all the way back to january um but yeah there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of cool stuff coming and i i think we did we say it ends at the 28th uh of november are the f- uh get, get it in before that guys get it in before that yeah. Yeah. So November twenty eighth, make sure you get in, and it's a fifty dollar prize for one random person who uh, nominates. Yeah. But yeah. Get them in early, and uh, so you're not last minute. Uh, and the ur the URL is in the chat there. I'm really considering nominating the um, figure Obscura Monkey King from Four Horsemen. I really, really like that figure. I think that's one of my best pickups of the year. Nice. I think it looks really great. Has a bunch of different accessories couple different head sculpts and just it makes for fun storytelling i think my big thing besides like maybe trying to finish the in-game display getting some of the NECA stuff uh, is just having fun with it and i've really been getting into these off the wall kind of figures if you will yeah with things like like four horsemen now cyberzoic you know uh so it's exciting for me to kind of go for a switch and kind of move away from some of that superhero stuff yeah, that thing is really cool. Maybe they should try and tackle some other uh, religious iconography, like the three Abrahamic religion leaders or some that Hindu would gods. Be interesting. <laughs> they're not going to do it, but you know they're, they're not brave enough. But uh, you know, that'd it, be cool. Jeez, calling them out. Okay, guys, if you need the QR code, there it is again. CW Awards uh, deadlines the twenty eighth of this uh, of this month. Uh, get him in so we can start doing the voting and we will see you guys at the award show. All nice. right. Conversation. So, uh, Chris, yeah. this is a compilation of, you said Cincinnati toy, uh, toy fair. Yeah. What was the name of the place again? All right. So let me, let me set it up for you guys. Basically last weekend. No, this is uh, two weekends ago. Now I went to the Cincinnati toy show, which if for those of you who don't know, Cincinnati, Ohio is the home of Kenner, which is the company that made the original Star Wars figures. And they've had this toy show. I think it's it, it must be around 20 years for this specific promoter. And there was a rumor going around that this might be the last year, at least for a while. So a, me and a few friends from Canada uh, drove out and, uh, you know, it's all it's always a good show. And you see so once in a while you see some weird stuff uh, in the hotel sales. But, uh, you know, the first the first thing we did, we got there a couple days early for a toy show, believe it or not, guys. And we checked out this store called the Toy Department, which is not far from where the convention was. And I've never seen a toy store like this ever. 
you might want to maybe maybe just roll back to the start once for me if you got the controls there because the first thing you see is this episode one store display of the Nabu fighter right at the beginning of the clip there and it's like I, I I put too much in this video I roll through but like you know you see these historic Hasbro store displays hanging from the ceiling they got all the power of the force too and like every Star Wars figure that's ever come out basically like that's look insane. at this it's insane right like every couple years they have like three rows all the red box black series and you and the, you know there's a beast of the mesozoic or cyberzoic it's glorious beast. yeah it's just you it, can't even believe what you're looking awesome, at yeah like the this amount story, of stuff you see just on the shelf and look you want a loose uh micro galaxy squadron for 15 bucks great they got everything every price range look at that cyberzoic 150 bucks and you got the some of the unpainted beast of the mesozoic there like i've never seen anything like this that wall there is like all just like 90s and early 2000s like randomness and they even had a massive selection of hot toys as well like it's marvel and star wars it's like you can't even and look at that cabinet there vintage trading cards and the display boxes and like and but look at that's all a bunch of marvel hot toys on the back wall there and then star wars on the other side and you got some random third-party stuff. I think even the next shot, look, you got the prank villain there who's, you know, might be a contender for best one-sixth Vitruvian hacks, like everything, small niche companies. Now, here, pause it here for a second, if you could. This, something you see in Cincinnati is prototypes from the, the production process of toys. Here you have a Predator from the early 90s action master line. And this is, this is a, we're going to get a little nerdy for you guys here. This is what's called a four up, which means I think it's a four up or a two up, depending on oh, it says two up on there. Basically, it means whatever the number is, it's that many times the height of the original piece because it was sculpted at this size. And so an early casting was made and a high. So they sculpt it bigger so you can get more detail. It's a high resolution piece. If they, I think this the production piece is like two inches on this guy. And when they sculpt it at four inches, you can get a lot more detail. And then they use something called a pantograph because this is like before 3D scanning. And, you know, they use something called a pantograph to scale it down afterwards. So this is a a four inch unpainted hard copy of a Kenner Action Masters Predator. And, you know, this is a piece of history. Exactly. And it's for the meager price of $300. And, you know, this Action Masters line, you see stuff from this because this is, you know, you got to remember, like, uh, if you I think if you go to the next one, uh, if you let it play a little bit, there's some Star Wars ones. And this Action Masters line, you might have to refresh it. But uh, oh, there it goes. So there's an Obi-Wan back there and a Stormtrooper. These are the same line. And this is like 91, 92 before three and three quarter figures started up again with power of the force two so back a sec there are those are those also prototypes these oh yeah so yeah if you see that qui-gon i don't know if you yeah yeah, it might be hard to play here but if you pause it here this is a actually a packaging test sample so you see there's some action masters or some other toy line piece of cardboard cut in there just to sort of figure out the layout of the packaging so you know that that's a like a 370 dollar Qui-Gon there because it's an internal piece to sort of mock up the packaging just to like and it's unpainted maybe a first shot inside which is like unpainted production sample you know it's just because you're in Cincinnati and here you have proof cards from Robocop and Terminator 
these are like this is really interesting yeah sample prints and you see that t16 skyhopper there okay you got to pause it here this is this is um you got indy molo rom and a and a thug from temple of doom this is the ljn line and you got all like this might be the whole line this is a very small line for the vintage indiana jones and the temple of doom series by ljn it might have been three or four figures i don't know she's but the price uh on these ones oh yeah but like but you know this is from like 80 84 whenever the movie was coming out and the you know audio listeners indiana jones is 2100 the mola rom <laughs> is 1850 and the giant thug is 1500 for these hard yeah. copies yeah and i mean so it's i mean it's a lot it's a lot to get into but a hard copy is like much it's earlier in production than a first shot and and much more rare. And basically what you see here, though, if you compare these and they had some uh, animated series Batman hard copies, too. But if you look at a hard copy compared to a production figure, the sculpt is so much sharper and you can see so much detail that's just not there on the by the time it gets to the production piece, just because it's lost in the molding process. So when you look at these, it's much closer to the sculpt of like the original sculpt than you get by the production toy. And if you do a side-by-side -side comparison, the, the detail difference is shocking and it just shows you how much work they have to put in just to get a passable production figure, at least back then. But uh, yeah, we're moving on here. So a tradition at the Cincinnati toy show, I don't know if you can find where you were there, but uh, the, the night before the toy show, a bunch of nerds congregate in a hotel lobby and hawk their wares to each other. So you see a lot of vintage, weird Star Wars stuff. Look at that. That's a hard copy book of Lando Calrissian and the Mind Harp of Sheru for $100. Have you ever seen a weirder thing than that? And here mm. you have some po politically incorrect uh, Star Wars postcards. Uh, you know, Uncle Owen telling Luke that his destiny is to go clean up some trash, basically. This is a licensed postcard that I saw in this room sales. The next one's a little bit is pretty funny, too. But... Uh, yeah, we'll bring it back. But basically, like you know, they get together in the in this hotel. You'll you'll see stuff for shocking prices, internal prototypes. Some one one time one year I came here, there was a Kenner sculptor who brought his own stuff that he worked on, some AVP and aliens figures and stuff, hard copies and first shots. And you know, you just see some shockingly rare stuff. And even, you know, some micro galaxy squadron chase chase vehicles while you're at it. But, uh, you know, there's these these cards were really funny. You, here you have uh, Princess Leia saying, saying she's going to go shoot George Lucas and it says intergalactic PMS on the card. That wouldn't happen today. <laughs> and then there you have a thousand dollar R2 figure. And here you have some Star Wars proof cards that say Revenge of the Jedi, the, the original title. And then, you know, an internal Kenner mug with Terminator. <laughs> and, a, and a japanese vader with a laser assault rifle it doesn't get funnier than that the you know bow on the the bow on the neck too. <laughs> yeah and then you know we move into the toy show itself um you know just it's i, I like i get jealous of you uh you guys in the states because you just have a lot bigger toy shows than us but i i sort of got a few shots around here you could get a sampling of what was available you know pretty much any modern star wars figure you're looking for you can find ton of vintage kenner stuff as well as you can see here in this shot and then like a case like that is all loose vintage figures complete with their weapons you know there's only about a hundred original vintage star wars figures so 
I recommend that everyone gets into it. It's not, it's, it's, it's surmountable. It only costs you 10, 10 grand to finish the 100 <laughs> in the current year. <laughs> but you look at that, even, you know, it's episode two completed sealed vehicles and like just, you know, there's something like three or 4,000 three and three quarter Star Wars figures over the years. So like when you come to a show like this, you see, you get Ooh, to see almost all that. of them. Look at that T-Rex. Yeah, that's a that's the super colossal T Rex, I guess, loose, eating a baby. <laughs> yeah, I like and, I love these saga lines. These are cool. Yeah, and then but you know you see your uh, you see your um, headless horseman. I need. Yeah, that. you got your mythic legions there, and cosmic legions. You know everything you're interested in. Somebody's selling it at a show like this, oh, and yeah. it, you know it's in the town where prices. Yeah, it's where action figures. Look, you got Vintage Rambo, Beast Wars. I don't know if those are the re the re I uh, think issues. Those are the vintage ones, but I could be wrong. And Vintage GI Joe vehicles. Yeah. Jeez, look at them all. And I mean, you know, I know you guys a lot. Like a lot of you guys have access to shows like this, but I got like this show is one of the smaller U.S. toy shows I've been to, and it's bigger than anything in Canada by far. The t- I don't, the one I'm going to and, this weekend is 85 tables. Right, and look here, you got some action fleet, the the pre- predecessor of the Micro Galaxy Squadron. Those are going up in price. That I think that A wing was 50 bucks. You got some s- s- early 70s GI Joes here. That's look at that, action. even an ancient Dang. rocking horse. <laughs> you got you see it all at this thing. Yeah, and you get legends as well. Modern, yeah, modern stuff as well. And I look love at this. these racks. Yeah, these are cool. Yeah, this is a shop display. And where else are you going to see 90s Thrawn and Ray beside each other? What? You That's kind of cool, though. <laughs> and then, you know, that and uh, that Power of the Force 2 A-Wing, I think i come back to it up here. But I think, you know, Rainer had one of those in his store. Don't sleep on that Power of the Force 2 A-Wing. That's good stuff. Oh, like, pa- the- go back a sec. Pause, pause it here, actually. Pause it here. Oh, oh, it's going to be you- tough. You use the arrow keys if you're going back for it, but this is fine here. So right, right there above the A-wing, I forget what the hell it's called. Yeah, but I still have that thing. I could probably fish it out, actually, to be honest. Yeah, but. this is a power of the force vehicle that, arguably, I've heard rumors that it was designed for another toy line, and they sort of like shoehorned it into the Star Wars line. It just looks like a arrowhead, basically, with some yeah, rockets strapped so, to the back of it. So the wings like folded underneath, and then the rocket the rocket pieces on the left and right there folded up. It was like a bike sort of there. It's a cruise cruise missile trooper. Yeah. That seems he's a kamikaze, I guess that's that's controversial, but um, yeah, you know, but uh, I think, I think going with this video was better than sending you like 500 pictures, but uh, I think it worked out pretty good, but you know, all, all in all, I really enjoyed it. It's just, sometimes it's good just to see, uh, the scope of this stuff and see how see all of it in one place at one time and uh you know there are there's bigger there's definitely bigger toy shows like there's another one in ohio called uh xenia that's just like probably five times the size of that and i i went to that last year but uh you know it's cool to always see that sort of internal kind of prototype stuff and i'm not in i'm not into too much of that i have a I have a f- piece of a first shot Admiral Akbar. That's about, that's about it. <laughs> but uh, you know, and but it's cool to see, and you don't see that stuff at a, a lot of other shows unless you go to like Star Wars Celebration. 
that's awesome man thanks for bringing all that stuff man you know i've never been to a show that that big either i've been to like the like the san antonio cons with like the actors and things like that but we like to go to autorama in houston texas my father-in-law is a huge car car junkie and he has a a, a trans am that is uh the, basically the replica of smoking the bandit like to the t like there's some other parts nice. on there that aren't completely accurate but it's like it's he's won national titles with this thing and um every time we go to autorama the best part for me is the swap meet you get you get all those shops and you get the collectors in there too and you'll find some comics you'll find some some cool uh cool shops and uh things like that and it's, that's I just like going up and down the aisles and just seeing everything. Yeah, I mean, like I didn't. I went there. Chris yeah, man, God's work, man. Well, the the weird thing is, like, I like you know, as I, I speak as having a wall of three and three quarter vintage Star Wars behind me, and I didn't buy a single figure. The only thing I bought that show, which I didn't even put in my new pickups because it's not a figure, but it was that that massive uh, Ralph McQuarrie Star Wars art book because it was like. Mm. A buddy had it for a hundred below retail and you know you don't see that every day so but uh i found something cool but a lot of it's just the experience man and me and my canadian friends were invited over to jim swearingen's house who's like no big deal the guy who invented star wars figures and three and three quarters mm-hmm. action figures like that was cool you know i didn't buy i didn't buy much at the show but like it was an experience we went out there with the the buddies and even just seeing that those like indie first shots in a store like you got the molo rom there like you know it's 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 a it's a great place to visit and they they and if you go to downtown cincinnati they have this awesome kenner mural which like half like the side of a building painted up with like kenner's most famous toys from jurassic park to the original star wars and ghostbusters and all that so like there's a lot you can do if you head down there for that weekend and uh it, it probably won't be happening next year but hopefully they bring it back it's awesome um moving on everyone we have a very special announcement uh we will be having a thanksgiving day special our next show is falls on thanksgiving we will be doing a pre-record and the awesome part of this is we will be doing an interview with ross persichetti who is the who is one of the designers and sculptors for the creative beast line and more specifically uh, the Cyberzoic stuff uh, that he's been working on. Uh, you know, we've been following this for several weeks and the Kickstarter funded. I actually uh, did fund the project. I'll be getting one of their oh, man. Uh, one of their dragons, the Arctic dragon. Fomo. So excited about that. And he's the, he does so much more. He's worked on Transformers. He's worked on he's working on some Marvel Legends stuff right now. Nice. And uh, we're really excited to have this interview for our Thanksgiving special. As I say, did you mention that during the FOMO that you got that? No, no. I did not. That would have so been. I, a... I gotta ask. So how did that? How did this happen? What do you mean? Just like the whole process? Yeah. Or do you want to explain it on the interview? <laughs> I could do, I'll do a little spoiler here. Um, it took about four days. It took about four days of convincing my wife to, cause I had stuff on deck to sell and I still have it and I know I'll sell it. And the, the, the deal's always been like, listen, if we have to use regular money, then, uh, and what I mean by regular money is just like the personal account. 
is uh, you have to sell stuff to get it back. No big deal. That was the plan anyway, right? And I just kind of kept going back and forth with it. I was like, man, do I really want to do this? Do I really want to wait for uh, uh, November 2024 for this to release and stuff? And I got some good inf information just talking with Ross just uh, through our messages so far. And we'll talk about uh, what that was uh, more so on the interview show. But I am happy to say that I have backed it and I will probably pick up a few others as they are released. So um, we are really excited about that. And say it looks like Oilers uh, got three of the sets, I believe he's saying, oh, for the, the Kickstarter. There was, That's pretty awesome. I had like... He's banking on it. I had four on deck that I was ready to get. And I just narrowed it down to the dragon. I was like, the dragon is just too cool. It's yeah. humongous. Yeah. 30 inches long, I think is what it said. Yeah. That's my so, favorite thing. And the then great, whole, pro yeah. <laughs> great the profile entire... pick Oilers, by the way. That's cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think the whole thing, the full set was like six something, which is a bit yeah. which is pricey. But I see, I think the value is there. But um, yeah, what, well, how everything's much was the dragon again? So it jumped up from like that to like a thousand three hundred thousand four hundred something. Yeah. So now so, and the, even the dragon, everything's a bit the more new money dragon. now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Arctic one. So yeah, and I think I think yeah, we'll talk about it more. But I think I think it is it was definitely the value is there. All right, guys. Moving on to hot or not, let's get to some of the new news that has uh, been dropping out here lately so tamashi nations has dropped their darth maul star wars uh, phantom menace and qui-gon jinn star wars phantom menace figures for the 25th anniversary of episode one this is going to be 999 yen or about 66 dollars usd uh due out for uh april of next year 2024 in japan uh it is worth noting that this is only going to be available in Japan. So you will have to go through a store like BBTS, uh, Entertainment Earth, those kind of avenues to be able to acquire that. Um, Darth Maul comes with, of course, the body piece, replacement hands, ex uh, exchange hands with three types of, uh, sorry, three types each for left and right. The lightsaber handle, it's, uh, it's combined. Uh, two lightsabers, effect parts, uh, cloak uh, cloak room, and a probe a probe droid plus special props. And Qui-Gon will come with replacement hands, uh, five types of other hands left and right, lightsaber, effect parts for the lightsaber, Jedi communicator, hologram device, cloak room, and poncho. Um, that was a cloak room. I don't know what that is yet. Um I'm going to go hot on this. You know, Qui-Gon was one of my favorite characters. Darth Maul is Darth Maul. Uh, and just coming up on the 25th anniversary, I think it's finally aged well enough where people can appreciate it. I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm going to, I'll go real quick. Um, you said this is SHF, right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting line, right? Like they had that, um, they had that episode two Padme that shot up in price. That I, th I saw that thing at uh, 
toy department for three hundred dollars U.S. That's pretty. That's fun for you know once. But I don't think any of them have shot up that much. You know, it's just when they make something that that no American counterpart is likely to make. That's when it goes up in price. But you know, these are nice. Um, you know, obviously it's a little higher end than you're and looks a little better than anything you're going to get from like uh, Hasbro, for example. But for me, these always sort of fall in sort of a middle ground where it's like, like episode one is worthy enough to get something a little higher end than this even, I think. But it's sort of a, it's sort of a weird middle ground for me. I don't think I could, I, I don't think I could, uh, justify the price on this i'd rather get like a, a statue or a hot toys of one of these characters i think considering you're paying two-thirds of that price basically but uh figures right yeah i think they look good though i mean you know what is it the 500th figure of darth maul like it's still it's still impressive but um i would like them to actually watch the film before they do their photography when it comes to qui-gon <laughs> facing the other way and darth maul holding both pieces of the saber ignited like that you know i i, I don't know if i'm not convinced that whoever did these shots has ever seen episode one but uh <laughs> other than that it's pretty cool i'm gonna say hot so it looks like the cloakroom i what i'm gonna guess is it's gonna be some kind of cardboard piece so you're gonna be able to have qui-gon in the desert and then you're gonna be able to have a Darth Maul in in the uh, the one of the Naboo rooms, right? The what well, what would it be called? Nice. Like the, uh, that's the energy. feed power the feed power the station. Feed. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. You got it. <laughs> you knew where you were going with that. Yeah, I knew where good. I was going with this. Come on, what do you think, Batfish? Uh, normally I really, I think I've said this before. I really don't like the joints on these. Uh, I know they're going obviously for posability. Should they're so. Um, if you look at some of the pictures of the Qui-Gon, especially, it's like the the butterfly joints. Mm -hmm. But I know the reason I think I like this more is if you've got the poncho and then the soft goods on Darth Maul aren't really shown here, but they're pretty cool looking. Um, I actually kind of like these a lot more since you can cover them up with all the soft goods they're giving you. And they actually look really well made. Like the... the, the uh, poncho or the 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 cloak the cloaks sorry for for uh darth maul the actual mm -hmm. different uh patterns and and whatnot for it's like a double knitted it's like two double layered it's really thick it's thicker than the the in art gandalf cloak for like you like that thing was see-through this thing controversial actually, yeah this thing <laughs> is actually it like probably has more weight than it yeah. um like if you shine a light through that thing you could see right through it meanwhile this but yeah i'd say hot just because they're really i really think these look good with the with the soft goods episode so, one's the greatest so what, what can you say it's a great movie love it love top it. tier top tier uh so where's the missed opportunity guys missed opportunity <laughs> on this i need a well, uh i need a qui-gon torso an extra qui-gon torso <laughs> for the stab wound yep <laughs> oh my well you know this is desert uh dual qui-gon right. but then and the darth maul picture is alternate universe where qui-gon's looking away while darth maul is still an active threat and also i'm not entirely sure if that's the seed power station in that background like i said they need to watch the movie but um it's a but, version know. of it yeah there's maybe the pit is there the maybe is supposed that... to be there yeah I don't know. I gotta check the. I gotta screen reference if that door is accurate. I don't know. The color's <laughs> definitely off, but 
Okay, uh, moving on. This is something we were supposed to have Eddie on tonight. Something came up, so uh, I he wanted to talk a lot Let's about this. I'm pretty it. sure no, he did it on the. I know, right? And moving on, uh, I think he talked about it on the main show. So I was looking forward to seeing what he had to say. But this is the DC Multiverse Batman and Robin the movie uh, build away for twenty uh, $24.99 each shipping out in December of this year. It has the Clooney Batman, uh, Robin, Batgirl, and Poison Ivy with Mr. Freeze as the build of wave figure. There he is there. And good lord. And all guys, these figures look so much better than that. Jesus. Yeah. I saw a better picture of Mr. Freeze than that, but uh, you know, they, yeah, okay. yeah. This brings back so many memories, though. It instantly brought me back to this uh, drive-in movie theater that our parents used to take us to, where you can pay like ten bucks a car, get your popcorn, get your food, and you would get three features, and this was one of them. Wow! And I just remember watching it outside, sitting on the back of the truck watching Clooney Batman do his thing and the governor freezing everything up and, and yeah, stuff, he was. Yeah. It's he great. I'm the governor. Oh yeah. For years. Even yet. I vividly remember seeing this in theaters too. And like, I, I remember I was, I, I don't know what, this is like 97, right? Something like that. Mm-hmm. And like, so I would be like nine years old or something. I visibly remember my eyes like rolling into the back of their skull when they were like snowboarding out of the sky at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> but like, you know, I, I, I was my cynical self early, but there's some, you know, you, some great costume designs here. You can't deny that. So I'm not, y- y'all know me. I'm not really a DC fan, but I really like this freeze. That's a I weird re- pick. Yeah, but I really, I don't know. I just really like this freeze. I would maybe appreciate it more of like a chrome look because I think that's kind of well, closer to what he yeah. was. But not only that, but like, one. but, but, you know, as someone who was a kid when this came out, like I remember my, I don't know if it was Hasbro or Kenner at that point, but my like, my five POA figure had clear blue parts. You know, he looked like it was it was it was a little more detailed than this as far as like the mixed media pieces where you could like sort of see through those blue areas, even though it looked nothing like Arnold. So like, you know, I, I do sort of expect a little more. It looks like they have some clear plastic on the headpiece there, which makes me want it on those uh, lower details even more, you know, like just yeah. if, just give it a little bit of dimension if they had that, even if it was a thin piece. Would you try to throw some chrome on it? Repaint the blue? I don't know. I have this I have this chrome pen that like really does work very good, but you have to you have to definitely put a varnish on it or something afterwards. You could do it, but uh and it it would look awesome, but then again, isn't there some like third-party company making a 112th or 16th version of that? Like, you know, if you if you need a monument yeah. to Mr. Freeze Arnold, it it's coming. I am going uh, hot on this. It, it brings back a lot of good memories. Maybe less so of just like Batman in general, but just the good times that I had watching this movie with the family. You know, watching it yeah. a couple of times. I think it was McDonald's who had the the toy rights to it. We bought the the glass the glass uh, mugs and stuff from them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I actually really do like the Clooney Batman. Uh, I would buy again. I would buy this just for the freeze. <laughs> I, I really a whole wave, would. or you just would you just buy the build a figure? I mean, whichever I had the chance for. Like once this hits the stores, this thing like, 
you'll never see it again in San Antonio. You There's so many so? people who will buy this thing up and the build, and I probably I won't the try to buy it on figures, DTS or any. The build the figures for Marvel Legends can be pricey, but I think they've taken a bit of a dip in value. I don't know how the build the figures for McFarland fare. Um, well, and what's not being shown, what I have not put in here, is that each one of these figures, besides the body piece, comes with accessories. There's like uh, freeze, like accessories that you can put on them like when he shoots his 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 gun and i think it's robin his hand gets stuck to the wall like effects yeah there's a, the effect pieces and stuff okay, cool. and you know that that's not really something you always get with marvel legend uh build a figure pieces you know it's just the the piece you know it no other accessory really to go with it unless it's like a like a major piece like a sword or something like that you could. Do you guys know in uh in Batman in Batman Canon, who makes these suits? Is it Bruce Wayne or is it Alfred? In these particular yeah. movies, no. I'm just. Well, I'm trying to decide. I don't know. I'm trying if to it's just, ever covered in these ones. <laughs> oh, I'm just, just trying to figure out what character understands the fact that the the dudes are allowed to have sculpted nips on their costume, but Batgirl's not. <laughs> That's all I'm trying to say. You know, it was an interesting time to be alive. Like Joel Joel Schumacher, the director of those the the weird two Batman movies, he was a an outlandish character, and and I'm you know it's one of those things. I remember watching this as a kid, and I think I'm afraid to put it back on, but uh this this does appeal to me this whole wave appeals to me i think the freeze looks the worst out of the five though i recently rewatched all of these movies actually like mm -hmm. all of the or we might have gotten to the the one uh just before this with the two-face and whatnot or no wait this is the two-face one i'm trying to remember now but basically we're re-watching all the batman movies and as as campy as this is, I still like them because as a kid, yeah, these were so they were just aimed at at my age group, and mm -hmm. I don't know these figures look so so freaking good. I won't be getting any yeah. of them just because I just I'm trying to reduce the small scale stuff that I that I have, but the effects pieces and this right. reminds me I had this uh, heat heat activated robin that you his mask would go on and off depending if you put heat on his fit on his face and like it would uh reveal his reveal his uh, true identity but i don't know these these are these are cool especially with the effects piece with each figure and uh the the poison ivy is the easily the best looking one yeah um but the mr freeze is the sculpt is actually pretty good and the blue plastic on the head, but yeah, the baby blue is not doing it. It's it's I think if there was no if it was darker, and I know what they're going for, but um the it's it's definitely missing the mark with the baby blue, unfortunately. But yeah. Eddie did want us to did want me to mention that he pre ordered this as soon as it went up, uh, and that he is uh highly considering getting a second a second set. Wow. I don't think these look that amazing in box, but you you do you follow your heart, Eddie. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. The next thing we have is the one twelfth Joker, the Golden Age edition for ninety dollars, due out June to August of twenty twenty four. 
um of course this is mezco he is decently jam-packed um not as jam-packed as we've seen some of the other stuff where there's three or four uh, uh pictures full of accessories and different things but uh he's going to come with two head sculpts he's got eight different hands uh he's got one of the gotham uh badges police badges a hat a newspaper and some of his kind of uh, silly gadgets and things like that along with his joker base um I'm I'm not a fan, but I still think this is going to be hot. I feel like everyone's going to pair this up with the with the Batman that they've been waiting for. I guess I I guess it came out already. I don't remember. Uh, what was it? The '89 Batman that everybody's been waiting for. Yeah. Uh, so this will be a, a good pair up with this. It's just how long are they going to make them wait? You know. So uh, that this, might be this a, pairs with like the classic blue and yeah the gray, classic one. Uh, one. I think it's already out though. Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna go hot. What about well, you I don't. I mean, Golden Age is one. The idea of like Golden Age comics is a weird thing for me because it's like I don't. Maybe I'm misreading comic nerds, but like Bat, the first appearance of Batman is like 1939. Mm-hmm. I refuse to believe that comic is good. Like I just I flat out refuse to believe that comic is good, and I don't think anyone who thinks it's awesome and has a graded one is excited about reading it. And for that reason, I don't really romantic. <laughs> I just I just I just don't romanticize the nineteen thirty nine version of the Joker. There's something about this face sculpt that's sort of like the proportions are like very sort of unnatural to me and i think that works in a sort of comic art style but when you have it on this sort of stock body that just looks like sort of too like the head sculpt looks like it doesn't belong with his body to me the way it's sort of visually presented here and i think that is because that's how it would play out no matter what if you try and make Mm -hmm. a golden age joker it's not so much their fault as it is like it's hard to capture that sort of rudimentary early art in this way and give it a soft good suit and have it to all look visually succinct so for that i'm saying not i am not excited about this and i do not find it hot uh good take (laughs) (laughs) i actually i'm only surprised by the the lack of accessories compared to what they normally give Mm. just because they normally pile these things full at least there's a lot of hands and whatnot but um and i do really like that the joker card that there's a hand that comes with the joker card yeah um sculpted in i think that's that's nice but um yeah i guess this is the very first appearance of joker i'm seeing him on a detective comic with uh the batman that they're pairing him with in the photos but um i think i think this as as bad as these comics probably are, um, I think the way these characters look paired together with like that classic blue and gray Batman and this Joker, I think just screams. Everyone knows what it is, you know. Yeah. It, it's just it kind of has that look um, that on the shelf that would be, I don't know. I think just as as a uh, meh or as as half decent i wouldn't even know that those care those comics early comics are i think yeah. just having this classic blue and or purple and green just they they did a well, really good job with the if it the suit if it's comic accurate the impressive thing is how 
consistent the design has been since since uh, the forties. <laughs> like apparently, he should have two guns. He has no guns. Yeah, that might be yeah. one of those. Uh, but does does that... any other does any other character look that close to how they did in the forties? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, Batman definitely doesn't. Yeah. So I've. It's actually very. If we had to pick, it almost the Batman almost looks spot on actually oh wow it's pretty good i was going back through and they look pretty nice um i've read some well i have not i haven't tried to read it but i've uh i've opened up some some comics back in the 30s and the 40s and stuff and they are very campy you know it's little two-pager one-offs of um almost like housewife husband comes home here's here's what a day in the life looks like and of course it's like to bring some comedy to it or at least try to but uh if anybody tried to open up this book now shame on them i saw it once at our comic shop and we had we had it there for several several weeks but it's almost like don't touch it oh the cover with joker on it well he uh chris was mentioning the uh the first appearance of batman oh the very first yeah 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 and stuff so they do reprint that one quite like probably every couple years because it's just like it's cool for a, and, yeah it's cool yeah. for a kid to come in a comic shop and get a two three dollar version of batman's first appearance you mm-hmm. know you see it with the 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 first superman as well but uh yeah i don't know Badfish just linked me some some pictures some some of the pictures of this guy on toy arc and like yeah, when they pose him up with those awesome backgrounds with Batman, it, it is pretty cool. But it's like, I just have so little... I take it back. No one alive has a strong connection to when <laughs> this comic first came out. And it's just sort of like, like you know, it's it, it's interesting from a historical standpoint. I think the problem for me is there's so many iconic versions of the joker that this this his first appearance wouldn't make my top three and maybe that's because he's changed so little who knows the story with somebody nowadays though would be like their dad or their grandfather's like fascination with batman or the joker you know that's kind of the story that that you're gonna get now yeah but it's you know this is before any one who's listening to this grandfather was born probably (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> most likely <laughs> ancient okay. times uh, that's moving not true. on that's not true oh, I, I, didn't, was... I didn't see when that issue was but 39 was Batman yeah <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on Universal Monsters uh, Ultimate Creature of the Black Lagoon black and white version this is going to be 37.99 USD due out this uh, December um, don't like the price I feel like the price has slowly crept up on these guys. Uh, and I have to give it to them, though. They're, it's pretty jam-packed. You know, you get a decent amount of accessories. And and it's based off of film way long ago as well. You know, so... Um, wow. I'm, I, I, I fe- Go ahead. Sorry. All I was going to say is I need him for the collection... Not crazy excited, but I do want to. F- I do want to finish this line, so I don't. I don't know if I'm, if I'm uh, hot or not on this just yet. I need to see it in person. I need to check it out. Uh, I might need to wait on him for just a little bit. So, I am indecisive on this one. What do you guys think? It's fun. It's funny how I was just talking all this crap about something from the '40s when it's like, 
all the Universal Monsters movies from the 50s, which are like 40 years before I was born, I find completely watchable. And it's just like, you know, I think it's just, it's good, wholesome cinematic history. And, uh, you know, and you the just creature like from... Read. <laughs> well, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. The creature from the Black Lagoon, like, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's had his, he's had his knockoffs, like the, the shape of water and like swamp thing are almost a knockoff of him. But like, you know, this is just, this is just real iconic. I don't know how accurate this looks to the, to the first movie. I don't know if it's supposed to be the first movie, but I think it looks a little better than the physical costume actually did in the first movie. So, um, he's going to come with two extra head sculpts and six pairs of hands. Okay. Um, definitely less than some of the others granted uh some of the better ones like frankenstein uh like the mummy came with accessory uh, packs yeah. that you could purchase separately but um he just swims around he doesn't have many tools yeah yeah what why do why do you need tools when you got long ass claws to swipe yeah. people up right I don't know. Did you? Did you? I don't know if you saw a shot of the head sculpts. I'd be interested mm-hmm. to know if they're different poses or if they're actually representative of different films. Because there's are, like, um, I feel like there's two or three sequels that were like pretty close to the original. Hey, on one sec. Just I think just, they're just different poses from what okay. I'm seeing. Like ones with the mouth open. Yeah. Okay. One looks like that. it has an articulated jaw. All right. They probably the changed the costume the a little right? bit, but uh. I mean, okay. not not too much of a difference. Um, yeah, the hands are tough. It's like the, it's those bottom two sets. Like I, they they look barely different to me, right? Like the one on the right, especially. Like, is that a different hand? <laughs> like those, yeah, those two. Like at the bottom they, there, like, are, what's going on there? Like they they look pretty close. These two look like they're kind of like clawed, like or like the he's bending his his fingers. Yeah, the bottom two look like they're kind of like uh, reaching or maybe swimming or something like that. Yeah. And then the top two, I don't really know what's going on here. So they're a little more closed, although the hands that he has on do look very close to the the second to last, the two middle ones by his knees. They don't look far off. They're not representing these well on showing the differences. Putting them flat like that. I'm definitely going to have to see uh, see that in person first. But I need it anyway to finish the to finish yeah, the line, so. Looks like there's some that like they're doing ones like a hand like this. They're doing yeah. some they're doing some different things with it. All right. I, I'd then... say not I'm saying not hot for this just because I have no connection to the to the uh Yeah, well the um uh, what's it called the original Mikey. movie yeah. yeah well i think you know you know what what a, any of them man if they would have charged another 50 dollars for this and given you like the girl in the bathing suit that he's just holding on the poster like that would have pushed it over the top but anyways just the just box saying. art is cool though yeah like the original movie that. posters you know they're pretty good i guess that's on the box art but i feel like it, when you when you have no accessories available Go with the movie poster iconography, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we are going to talk about a few of the new black series that were dropped. I, th- I believe it's from uh, London, right? Is where they where they were dropping them from? Uh, yeah, I can check. I believe it was London MCN something. All right, guys, you are my Star Wars people. So what do we have? 
Some All right, Mace bad Windu fish. And 187 uh, trooper, clone trooper. So he's got these his purple troopers to match his lightsaber there. So, so do you know they, they put out a Mace Windu in the Clone Wars packaging that had a little bit of armor? I don't know if it's the same as that or slightly different. But uh, you know, there it's they had a they had a regular one out a while back. I I couldn't tell if it's the same head sculpt or not. But uh, I feel like the the more recent one had like a chest plate or something. So I think it's a it little did. bit different from that. The but, sculpt um, looks a little different too. Okay, so they maybe they did give you a new head. Um, as far as as far as Mace's storm, uh, clone troopers, I don't I don't know if those are actually seen in the films ever, or if that's just like a comic no. book thing. Uh, it's got to be a comic thing. I've never seen these before. Actually, yeah. I don't think I've ever... I've maybe seen a purple version of these, but yeah, they, they definitely changed the sculpt. He's got a frowning face here while he doesn't on the other one. More neutral. So he's got the... the we're going to get the snakes one. off the plane face on this on this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, he's got a different belt, and this is definitely more movie... Or, sorry, more Clone Wars... Uh, 3d versus like okay. animated interesting that one was the animated it's a cool set but you know there's a lot of part reuse here it might it seems like if uh if badfish is right there the, the main new piece would be a alternate face sculpt for samuel L. jackson mace windu and that's kind of cool but you know you've had a bunch of clones before this one's not particularly screen accurate this that's cool but it'd be a pass for me unlike this next um, amazingness so we have anakin skywalker black series anakin skywalker from the phantom menace a great pair up for your shf uh qui-gon and darth mauls <laughs> after seeing yeah. qui-gon and after seeing this annie all i could think is when they are in the desert and he goes anakin down or something to that effect right? drop yeah drop and I'm thinking, like, if that were to happen in real life, what if the kid dropped in time? I'm thinking, hell no, he wouldn't. We'd have a sliced up Annie right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw uh, there used to be a bunch of memes of, like, yes, Darth Maul literally just tried to run over this kid with his motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, you don't think about it that way. I guess that's very true. Yeah. Um, the, the Anakin is really cool with the little backpack, and I believe that's a removable little um, uh, little drink canister. And you could, yeah. I remember you could buy these backpacks with that drink canister. It was like a piece of plastic, basically, that was just waiting to crack. But these were, yeah, these were everywhere. This is this is really cool. I think I as as often as I'm trying to skip on Black Series lately, just because of the amount of them I have that I that I basically bought just because this is one I think that I, I do want to grab. Uh, it's, yeah. It's really cool. Is it, is it enough though? Like, are y'all are happy with just the backpack? I mean, that's the problem. They, they could have given him like some parts from the junkyard, a piece of his <laughs> pod racer, something. Oh, you know, going back to our earlier discussion about like, when is it okay to pay over retail? Which this is what you're doing when you buy a like three inch Anakin for a full black series price. But it's just like kids, the chosen one, man. Like, you know, this is this character is the reason Star Wars exists. I don't know what you're you pay any price for it's this just, kid. 
listen, it's just like, like it. Phantom Menace is so iconic. Like I feel like, especially now, like as I get older, like I start to appreciate the sheer ridiculous artistry of that film. You know, the fact that it has more miniatures than any other film made in history because the world changed shortly after that. And, you know, not long after that films were just all garbage 24 seven, which is an era we're currently still living in. And like, you know, there's a lot going on philosophically in the Phantom Menace. Like if you just look at every time Qui-Gon talks to little Jake Lloyd (laughs) Anakin there, like, you know, you have an expansion of the narrative of star Wars that is unparalleled in any other film. And, and you know sam gist is making fun of the fact that that jake lloyd has had some psychological trouble over the years but you know what you try being the chosen one at nine years old and see how see how it affects you see if you can handle it man you know blame star wars fans for that exactly and you know they gave everybody else who was hated on back in the day their their second chance and, uh, you know, if maybe if they're willing to hire Lizzo, who has a criminal record, they'll give Jake Lloyd a job again someday, you know. You know what he needs? The the one accessory that he that he was missing. Uh, uh, is it the snippet? What did he call it? The thing that he made for Padme? Japor snippet. The Japor which is, snippet. Yeah, yeah. I, couldn't, I was going to say, yeah. no, I know it's made of Japor. Yeah. And well, lest remember. we forget that, I was right. that you know. Like uh, CW, this is, might be the longest clip from a movie in the CW intro. And like, just pause and reflect on that for a moment. Jake Lloyd talking is the longest single clip in the CW intro. Are you an angel? The sculpt's pretty <laughs> good too, actually. And yeah, I, I think this is essential. Having having this and then having like the different levels of, of Anakin, like at different ages. I, I'm, I have them, but some of them are packed up. But having like the different periods where Anakin was, yeah, those different age groups, yeah. And then we have Padme. Um, what's going on in the box, man? That was that looks like a definite render, but yeah, both of these are, which is weird. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think they really are serious about including the render to signal to you that they have gone back to plastic filled packaging. Yeah. Yeah. Want you to know that you see it. Yeah. You know, I just I love the I love the episode one love. It's good to see the uh, the massive age gap relationship starting off with sort of two figures at the same time. You know what I mean? Like it's good stuff. It's wholesome, wholesome stuff. There, you guys. And and you know, Padme has her crazy Naboo blasters, which make a sound that's like some guy screaming. Basically, if you watch episode one, like it's the weirdest blaster sound ever. And every time I see that thing, I just hear it in my head. But uh, you know, it looks like she has a, a maybe an extra hand there to accommodate the like fatter grip on one of the blasters, which like good on them for keeping the blaster like accurate. I guess that's interesting. But you know, yeah. um, like uh, th- it's it's just it's cool to see. I think it's long overdue. We're we're, we're like ten years into the Black series, and we're really only just now getting Jake Lloyd Anakin that's and Episode insane. One Padme. You know. If you think about it, yeah, like, and I think this is another one I'd be really interested in. This brings back nostalgia. I have the 5POA version of this. And those sleeves were so big on the old version of the thing. And I still have it. But, um, yeah, these these are the two of these together are freaking awesome. So cool. 
All right, guys, that is the show. We do want to shout out one more time the 2023 CW Figure Awards, where you can uh, start nominating some of your favorite figures across all lines uh, that the CW Network uh, covers with most improved, best overall, best under 35, uh, best uh, 112th, best non-traditional, best third party, best portrait, best 16th, and the figure of the year. Um, I know, I know, uh, Dylan was always trying to get that 35. I think it, it has gone up a little bit, right? Weren't they doing it at 30, but I don't see us really talking too much about neck. I think there's still some saltiness there. So, uh, not for me. No, me either. And, uh, if you need the QR code, there it is. Um, you'll also find it along, uh, uh, auxiliary will post it on Instagram as well. So that if you're watching, uh, if you're following our, our, uh, small talk Instagram, you can find it there and yeah. we will see you, uh, at the award show. And, and, and just like, you know, feel ashamed if you don't vote like a real, I, when you hear the awards show and you didn't vote, you should really hate yourself. So get it in there now. You so you can avoid fan. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, it's just like make your voice heard. You know, be the be the change you want to see in the world. You know, if if a figure you hate wins in a category, you have only yourself to blame. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, make sure you lobby for those figures because people are gonna forget what what came out. So if you like make uh, even in the chats or on like the CW Facebook or if you're in the Patreon, mention those figures that you're that you're thinking about voting for because there might be something like, Oh yeah, you know, I totally forgot that even came out this year and they might put their, like, um, their voting like that. You Absolutely. Mentioned the, the monkey. What was that thing again? The monkey oh, the figure, monkey Sean, King. monkey King. Like yeah. that's something that I think people would vote for. It's just something you, or would nominate, but you kind of just forget about those, those niche ones. We should probably do something like that, just kind of reminding some of the some of our favorites from like the last uh, I don't know so many shows, and uh, maybe that's something we can do on the next next show as well. Vote for Star Killer. Vote for Star Killer. Yeah, because our next next show is during Thanksgiving. Yep. So yeah, unfortunately, I don't know if it, the time will work out if before the votes come in. But ah, uh, uh, yeah, that's true. You're yeah, right. we'll have to. We might be able to sneak it into that recording. Maybe like a snippet of here's here's our top picks that we're thinking of. Maybe yeah, maybe we we'll, we can get out on the uh, the small talk Instagram as well. Chris knows yeah, what he we wants do something already. There. So he's already got his votes in. So man, CW star. This time I'm gonna write mine down because I always forget what I <laughs> what I put in, and I'm like, did I vote for this or that? I I always forget, so I'm gonna write it in my little notepad here. All right, guys, we want to thank all of our Patreonies for always supporting us, starting with Ian CB, Renee Mendez, Eric Mariscal, uh, Quinn Aguirre, King Louis, Mark Pearson, Paul Schreiber, Equan, Chris Valen, Serena, Ben Thomas, Chris Letty, David Jones. Uh, Sam Gist, thank you for being in the chat today, Sam. Uh, Daminator, Joao Breda, uh, Thomas Clark, Eric Switzer, Six Gun Figs, Six Gun Figs, Bad Fish, uh, Toy Cartel, uh, Dan Lee, Deanie Martin, Stephen Krent, uh, Big Fern, Cesar Madokin, uh, Mark Phillips, Lisa Martin Bomowski, Rick DiDegorio, uh, Ricardo Valdez, 
Jose CZ, Erwin Azucena, the illustrious Rainer, Alan Morgan, Takathri, Wa, Derek B, Aries Portillo, uh, Alvin J, uh, Aerolese Delgado, uh, Jazz Carroll, Joe Ridley, Pablo Meza, D Rock, Matt Clavenger, Seth Tucker, CC3PO, Scott Smith, Don Maton, uh, Stephen Percha, Sean Usby, Scott Bradley, Stephen and Maria Stanley, Eddie Manzanares, Luis Bennett, Chip Heron, uh, Jimmy Hernandez, Gigi the Judgmental, and Brenton Palmer. Thank you guys. We appreciate you guys so much. We also have. And shout out to all the Patreonies. Yeah. And we also have our November and December benefits with the JAFN sticker or Just Another Friday Nights and the CW300 sticker. I don't know which one of these is better. Come on. Look at that nostalgic Nintendo uh, cover cover box. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's so cool. The 300 is just, it's just I, I like that. It's just fun. Reissues. <laughs> Controversial. And if you want to be um, a Patreone, you could start with the hot seat at $5, where you'll be able to get all the digital benefits of the Empire, uh, Ox After Dark replays, Patreon chat, and weekly shoutouts. For $7.50, you could be a sweet angel and get uh, stickers, uh, Sorry, excuse me. Uh, stickers sent straight to your door, as well as Ox After Dark replays. Stickers will be sent out every other month. You got Certified Crispy at $15. This tier will get you a Certified Crispy uh, certificate on First Pledge. Uh, assistance with figure fixes by Zach. And please message them beforehand. And then all the previous tiers and international postage will be charged at cost. For the certificate, stickers are also sent every other month. And then our best tier, our What A Guy tier, um, you're going to get the Pog Deluxe uh, exclusive on First Pledge. Doubles of all the stickers and all the previous tiers. Uh, international international postage above $5 will be charged at cost for the Pogs. And we want to give a shout out to our YouTube members. Uh, Absolute Irwin, Alvin J, Andrew Gibo, Benjamin Hansen, Big Ol' Fern, Bob Dylan, CC3PO, Chris V, CT603, DJ, uh, Daminator, Doc Smizzle, Equan, uh, Fat Batman, Garbear, Good Ol' uh, Spotchilla, Spotchka, Spotchka, and uh, Gotham Cinnabites. Justin, uh, Justin Sports Cards, LV Avenger Seven Hundred Two, Mark Pearson, Mike Litteris, uh, Money Mendez, OG Fan, OMFG Rick, One Six Figure Focus, Paul Schreiber, Philip the Fool, S Beam, uh, Sam Giss, uh, Scranlord, uh, SpongeBob Squareballs, Sunny Vale, The Ben Thomas Show, and Toy Mafia. Thank you so much. And if you want to be a Patreoni. You can start at 99 cents to get the loyalty badges and the peanut gallery if you are not for $2.99. And then we have all of our shows, starting with the Monday show, the Collecting Weekly Unboxing, then uh, Collecting Weekly Live on Tuesdays, After Dark Wednesdays, Small Talk, and OFAC on Thursdays. Uh, you'll get uh, OFAC next week. And then uh, just another Friday nights for Fridays. We also got Ox PD, Bricks and Brews, Live and Let Dice, and Question of the Week. 
I'm going to check right now if we have an update on when Live and Let Dice. It's supposed to be this weekend. It was up in the air if it's Saturday or Sunday. And Ox PD, we were going to record last week, just didn't work out. But um, I think we are going to... Yeah, it's still up in the air right now. It looks like Saturday or Sunday. But I think we are leaning towards Sunday for Live and Let uh, for uh, D&D. So... But yeah, and might see some Ox PD pop up as well. Well, guys, that is our show for this week. We got any shout outs? Yeah, well, just for me real quick, you know, I've been uh, I've been trying to post on this new small talk CW Instagram page when I when I can go ahead and give me a follow over there, guys. Support the small talk show and get some heads up when we have episodes coming out. You'll get a little Instagram post of our new thumbnail and it'll remind you to tune in live. And that's where that's where it's happening. You saw Sam just getting on the show with his outrageous comments earlier. Be like Sam and watch live. Uh, and I would say if there's anybody has any questions, uh, we're, uh, we probably should have put this out at the start of the show. If anyone has any questions for Cyberzoic uh, about the Kickstarter, we can try to get them in. Um, yep. And uh, yeah, just... Uh, keep an eye out for that that's going to be a lot of fun just something different for for us is uh and that's a really interesting project i think being able to talk to one of the designers is is going to be really cool and if you guys do have uh questions phil you could feel free to message me i'll take them message me on facebook um cool you know shout out to the uh the good old patreones the the chat uh sticking with us for our almost two hour long show it's been a while, guys, since we have all been back together. So that was nice to have us all back. Um, it will more than likely be just the three of us for the interview. Um, we might have one or two others if they want to jump in. But uh, let's get excited for for the, uh, the holiday special, the Thanksgiving special. And we will see you live in several weeks, about four weeks then, huh? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's that time of year. Enjoy the time with your families. And uh, yeah, we look forward to some of the fun stuff that is coming out. Still, the network is uh, still going to be chugging away. So yeah, check it out. And and if you are catching the interview uh, somewhat live the day the day it's dropped, thank you for taking part of your Thanksgiving holiday. Or if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, thank you for taking part of your uh, your evening to spend that time with us. Us Canadians right. already celebrated at a reasonable time, right? right? Yeah, yeah, I'll be in the chat if you That's guys want to hang out on the on <laughs> when the show drops. I don't know Thanksgiving before Halloween. I just I don't know. You gotta space I, it out, I man. I feel like turkeys. T- there's two. If I have turkey at Thanksgiving, like in November, I won't want turkey at the end of December. Nailed it. Hams for. That's that's what I was thinking. If I if I was had American Thanksgiving schedule, I would mm-hmm. definitely mix it up more. But we still do you that know, a lot of the times. So. In uh in my family, there's been several years where we've done tamales, we've done enchiladas, things like that for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Lasagna, that's my favorite for if it's the alternate meal. Uh-huh. That's my that's my pick. You know what's really cool? This is the first time my school district's ever done this. Uh, they have, uh, they gave every single one of us, uh, a turkey, 10 to 10 to 14 pounds each. Hey, that's not bad. Yeah. So we're excited about that. This is the first year 
I have purchased the turkey, or it was given to me, I should say, and my uh, my in laws are going to pay to get it to get it smoked and all that kind of stuff, and then we'll go have it up there where my wife's family's from. So nice, sounds good. But all right, everybody, we appreciate you. We will see you in a few weeks. Uh, Be safe out there, and let us know about your questions for the interview. Bye, guys. Jumbo.